Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Today, we had a Thanksgiving Sunday a month ago. And we decided we can have another one. Because you can never give thanks to God enough. When Mike Brin came here, one of the things he told us was, when we were meeting with, with him as the leaders, he said, be more intentional about thanksgiving. Those who were there, if you remember. He said, be more intentional about thanksgiving. Because you might think that what God is doing here is ordinary and normal and happens everywhere. That's the instruction he left us. Be more intentional about Thanksgiving. So when we started last month, you know, just life. And then we started, I started reflecting on the fact that there is a church called Redeemed, the Redeemed Christian Church of God, RCCG, from Nigeria, led by Pastor Adeboye. That church in the last 40 years has gone from one congregation to more than 50,000 churches in 40 years. That's a rate of... Who knows math? That's a rate of 1,250 churches planted per year. That's a rate of... What's that divided by 50? Wow. About 25 churches weekly planted. Yeah. Uh, when I was in Lagos recently and we were driving from the mainland to Lekki Island, we're on this street where every like two or three kilometers would find an RCCG church with a building. And you know, in RCCG, they, they have a Thanksgiving service every month. One Sunday every month out of the four or five is a thanksgiving sunday so it looks like there's something in this whole thanksgiving thing eh? don't you think so so last time we looked at the ten lepers where only one came back to give thanks to jesus which also reveals that thanksgiving is not natural yeah like about 10 percent of the people from that text, if you read the Bible mathematically, I know some of you don't. But it means that the, out of every ten people you have ever done something good for, likely only one will be grateful. So don't stop doing well and doing good. That's why even the Bible encourages us, do not grow weary in doing good, for in due time you shall. Do you know why they tell us not to grow weary? Because you're going to think if people were being grateful for the good things we do, do you think we would run out of gas to do them? No. We would keep going because we would feel so encouraged. But that's not normal. It's not normal for people to give thanks. That's why from childhood, it's like one of the first lessons you're teaching constantly is, what do you say? Thank you. That's at 8 a.m at 10 something else what do you say thank you lunch what do you say what the whole time and then that goes on for 35 years now here i am continuing with the parents work what do you say uh, it's not natural now one of the ways to see the power of something is when you see the absence of that thing. Huh, how do I put it? Uh, yeah. The, you usually understand the value of something when it's not there. Now, in terms of thanksgiving, there's a scripture here. It's not directly to do with thanksgiving, but it has to do with thanksgiving when you think about it, which people in this church like to do thinking about it. Deuteronomy 28, 47 to 48. Together, let's read. It says, because 
you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart. For the abundance of... Wait, go back up. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with one is what? Joy to gladness of heart. Why? For the abundance of everything. Do you know why people... Look, today, when I read a little bit, in some countries today, it's like over 70% of the population live the way kings lived 200 years ago. The quality of life. Or even barely 100 years ago. The quality of life. In some countries, the way people live, the, the housing, the comfort of the bed, the water in the tap, the heating, the control, the AC, they live the way 200 years ago only kings could live like that. Now, that's in those countries. Now, in our context here in Uganda, in a place like Naria here, I still think that maybe 50% of you live the way kings lived 200 years ago. In terms of the surface in your house, no dust, couches, in fact, better than kings lived 200 years ago. And yet today, with such abundance, and availability of things. Entertainment. You have 60 inch screens. It's like witchcraft to the people of back then. But with, with food. Look, why is Dr. Kasenin the popular? We have much more to eat than our bodies need. So he's on our case the whole time. Connection. It's very rare to be you, like loneliness is a choice now because I can text Claude anytime and they will respond. Like I don't have to be there. I say, oh, I'm missing my friend. Now I don't have anyone to talk to. You, you pick your phone and 2,000 people are available to talk to you instantly, which didn't happen. Just 50 years ago, you didn't have that. Am I making sense? So, the, the social networks available to you, people who can just make you happy, it's insane. The food. The Kenyans can't believe there is something called all food in Uganda, where you go to a restaurant and pay 6,000 shillings, which is like 200 Kenya shillings. You choose the sauce, say beef, and then when you say all food, then they put Ugali, potatoes, matoke, rice, yams, pumpkins, gonza, greens, chapati. It is so much so that the sauce has to come in a separate bowl because there is no room on the plate. Yeah, like they are like, how? Yeah, because in their country, say a few leaves here, some white stuff there, and uh, yeah, brown beans, and with a spoon. I don't know why they use spoons in Kenya. They don't have forks. What a shock. So, all that food. Look. One of the things that Claude deals with in Burundi is malnutrition. I don't have that problem in this church. I, I, one, yeah, I'm here. I'm dealing with exercise issues. I'm about to set up a gym here at church and it will be supervised like you have to come one MC at a time and you have to tick and prove that yeah, that you, t yeah. All my leaders, those who are still following me, 
have to do 10,000 steps a day, those who are still following me. Because I read somewhere that if you do 7,000 steps a day, you can't gain weight. Consistently. If you do 7,000, someone wrote, I don't know how true it is. So, food, networks, connections, friendships, opportunities, entertainment. And yet, today, we have a more serious problem of depression than they had a hundred years ago or before. Like depression and mental illness now has become a real thing. It's not for a lack of things. It is a perspective. You did not serve the Lord with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. It's like the more the abundance, the more the sulking, the less the thanksgiving, the more the complaining, because we are comparing ourselves to someone else. You, you think you should have that dress you should have that car you should have had that thing you should and so we are depressed you did not serve the Lord with joy you can serve but without joy you can serve but without gladness of heart You can lead that mission or community without gladness of heart. We can tell by how long it takes you to send a report. The zonal pastor has to call you five times and you quarrel, then you send a report. And it was just a click away. No gladness of heart. No joy. Look, if you're going to do it without joy, you will not be able to do it a long time. And for you to reach a certain level of efficiency and significance, you have to do it a long time. You can't just wake up one day and then in six months your thing is taking off what people are giving you accolades. No. You have to stick with it 20 years, 30 years. How do you do something for 30 years without joy? And gladness of heart. Are there any married people here? You know when you're married, there are certain things that you can only do well with joy and gladness of heart. You know children's church is upstairs. <laughs> children's church is where? So if you're here and you are supposed to be in children's church, God is seeing you. <laughs> so I was saying for the benefit of those who are married, why, why are people shutting me down when, when I'm... What, what? <laughs> what a shock. You know people want us to, in, to come to church and only talk about the abomination of the desolation at the holy place, the broomstick of Jehu, and the white horse. When your marriage is not working, no, 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 no. I'm going to address the matter here and now. That's why I'm your pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, they keep thinking we should only preach about end times. No, before the end times come, there's the now times. Yeah. So when you're married, if you're married, or those who are going to get married, and God has blessed us this year with lots of weddings, and I'm believing God for more. Come on now. Now, when you get married, you're going to find out that certain activities, there has to be joy. I stay here. There has to be what? And gladness of heart. If if you if when you talk to your spouse it's as if you're in a court of law 
you're trying to make your case so much for this one activity to happen it's like oh what what eh, now what then people get annoyed and they quarrel and once quarreling starts then it's not eh, yeah it's, it's just going to not happen yeah it's, uh, yeah neutralized quarreling neutralizes certain anointings I'm preaching that's what I came to do so if you're married maintain an environment of joy and gladness of heart yeah yeah power steering when you touch like this the vehicle turns by itself some some people some couples it's like those old leylands of those days where the steering wheel is big so you're just forcing the thing it's like how do you turn around it's like hey what a shock say power steering yeah, that's how marriage should be, power steering. You touch like this, the, the car just changes direction. Yeah. Now, some people are actually looking confused. Or they are pretending to be confused. Yeah. They don't know you can be happy in church. And by the way, in case you, you're struggling in your marriage, I want to tell you, I struck, we struggled in ours for three years. We nearly quit. It was so hard. It was so bad. It was hard and bad. Can you imagine? Hard and bad. And I cried. Yeah, by myself, seated in a chair. I remember exactly where I was seated, what time of the day it was, the color of the curtains, the type of chair, sitting there, and just letting go of the tears. Tears from my eyes keep on falling. Hey. Because of the wife. What a shock. You know some of these ladies here, they look like they can't kill a fly. They are so beautiful, well-rounded in all the right places. And you know that boy is going to come and just ruling saliva is flowing the heart is pumping they're like i can't wait to get married to you and then you get there and realize that beneath the fur there are thorns they are close hey yeah you can be pierced and you see blood everywhere Now, don't be one of those people when the Holy Spirit is about to come and bless you, your neighbor, then he looks at your face and says, tomorrow, goes to the next person. What a shock. Because you did not serve the Lord, your God, with joy and... Yeah. Imagine you had a house help at your home. Who every time she's bringing food, she's crying. I don't eat it. <laughs> Uncle, you be like, eh? is this food safe? Yeah. When you go to the restaurant, what do all the, the waitresses do? And, and they smile. How is, the, how is the lunch? Now you don't know that that food you're eating in the restaurant, that's not what they eat. They cook for them another meal which is completely inferior to what you're eating. And it's also good for their health anyway. Because if you eat that every day, you're going to fall sick at some point. But they're smiling. What? That, that's how you, you can't serve gloomy. Yeah. He also brings food crying. Don't eat it. Talk to God. <laughs> what have I done to this girl? 
you see even Nehemiah when he took the cup to the king and his face was sullen he wasn't crying but he wasn't the king could immediately tell this there's something wrong because he was supposed to always serve the, the wine happy to the king and the king saw eh, why is your face sad See, then he had to tell the problem my city, the walls are broken etc. and the king could not continue with this sad person so he sent him, said no here is the money go and repair your city and then come back yeah some of you, you where you work the boss is thinking what's wrong you know Dave Ramsey says there are three things that you're going to do at your workplace that are going to separate you from everyone else. Can I tell them to you? Do you want to know the three things that you can do? The people this side don't want to know the three things that are that that Okay, one. Arrive on time. That's the first one. Arrive on t- or before time in fact if that's for those other people if your worship service arrive before time okay point one arri- don't be late forgive us we are sorry my my brother-in-law who is here dr isovas gave once gave me a, a saying which i used in one of my books a good idea a good idea is like a baby crying in church it should be carried out immediately otherwise before you know it someone else will have carried it out what a shock what's the first point arrive on time the second point is smile 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 you see like Gloria here she's smiling, she's good at it you see all these guys that work here in the tech thing and the worship team, they're all volunteers do you know what time they come here? 5am 5 for you to have this service the way you're having it, they have to come at 5 yeah, every Sunday not some of the Sundays And then you smile. Show up on time and smile. How may I serve you? Good morning. Give compliments. You look great. That's a lovely dress. Oh, lovely hair. Oh, what a, what a, what a blessing. Yeah, some of you, if you did this in your marriage, things would improve immediately. Immediately. I kid you not. Immediately. Wow. 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 And then the third thing, is do the real work that took you there yeah because some people they go to work to socialize yeah they think that their workplace is an extension of the club or something of their extended family so they go to work and they spend a whole time socializing where the little work they do is an interruption of the other thing that took them there. Ah, say far from me. Yeah. So, arrive on time, smile, do the real work that took you there. If, you are, if, you are, if you've come to preach, preach. Yeah. Don't, don't socialize. Do you, miss it? Do you see me sitting on my wife? I'm not socializing. I've come to preach. I'm doing the real work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, if you have a wife, I hope that sometimes they can sit on you and you can sit on them. I hope. Just, just. Pastoral hopes. Yeah. First open the gym. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't hire a carpenter to build a barbed wire across your bed. The side versus that side. Hatari danger. Even the bed sheets are different colors. Because you can't cross, cross. What a shock. Anyway. You did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Do you know there are more than 10,000 known diseases? Yeah. And only 500 cures. So 9,500 of those people have no clue. But here you are still alive. In spite of 9,500 possible ways of taking you out. Available to disease, you are still here. Abundance of everything. The moment I finish this service, I'm going for a burial. Far away, up country. Lost a family member. Young man. Vibrant. Just one, two days gone. So don't take things for granted. Don't sulk. Don't go around being depressed because your neighbor has better rims than yours. Now, see what he says that happens. Therefore, you shall serve your enemies. Whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in need of everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed. Why? Because you did not serve. This was Israel's predicament for refusing to serve God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance. Because one time they were complaining that they were only eating vegetables. And God told Moses, I'm going to send so much meat you can't handle it. And Moses was like, God, let's get serious. We are out here in the wilderness. I'm not seeing any farms of cattle. What? And God actually was a bit annoyed with Moses. He said, you think I'm like you. You think I'm limited to your sources. And said, watch and see. The next day, birds from as far as I could see, people ate meat. The Bible says until it came out of their noses. Like you eat until yeah. abundance. Yeah, some of us that's how we you're living. And yet, no joy. They tell you go to church. Let's come and celebrate Jesus. You don't want. Look, I've seen people who have done well for a season who thought in that season of doing well, God means nothing. And I've seen them come to nothing. I'm telling you, money is deceptive. First of all, let's even first talk about so how much money are we talking about here? Yeah. Where you are like, now me, I no longer need God. You know, one guy committed he fornicated so the whole fellowship was in shock that the brother had fornicated like, how, how did this even happen so now the committee of the fellowship was willing to give the brother a hearing Think, you know this is so bad yeah so they thought okay I mean, we understand. We are all human. Sometimes you get tempted. Now, but when they saw the woman with whom he fornicated, they lost all sense of understanding. They were like, if you're going to be tempted into fornication, it had better be something tempting. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to eat a frog, eat a fat one. Don't eat a tadpole. 
Now some of you, you're rejecting God because you think you have money. Until we ask, how much money? Like, for that. It's for that that you have now decided you are your own God. Look, if you're going... Yeah, let us also understand and say, anyway, the guy had a lot of money. We, you know. Anyway. I better not undo my work for the abundance of everything. Psalm 100 says, Psalm 100. Psalm 100. Zabulia Yechukumi. Sulemu. Make a joyful shout to the Lord all you. Like the shout is what? Joyful. Next verse, verse 2. It says, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. That's why we start with the worship on Sunday. Don't think it's a religion. Don't say, why don't they ever start with the sermon? Then we sing at the end. Come with singing. But he says, serve the Lord with what? Gladness. Verse 3. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And then it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. That's how you enter. One of the reasons you may not be experiencing the presence of God in your life at a personal level is a lack of thanksgiving and praise. Wow, verse 5. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And His truth endures to all generations. Wow. Yeah. If you are experiencing dryness in your life, a dry spiritual season, you can put it to an end by entering thanksgiving. Just thanksgiving. Look, if you start writing down the things God has done for you, you will not have enough room to write. Because you have to start with the smallest toe on the left foot. Then the next toe. Then that you you do you want them to take out one and then you see how important it is. Which one of those do you say this one? I'm not thankful. You can take. Do you know that if you lost one of your toes, balancing as you walk would become a problem. Yeah, it would become a problem balancing. Yeah, you'd fall. One toe like this can lead you to start falling when you're walking. So if you're going to give them one toe at a time and a paragraph per toe, then you go to the nails on the toes. Do you see those grooves under your foot? If your foot was smooth without those grooves, you'd, you'd fall. You walk here on the tiles, down. Yeah. I mean, I'm just on your foot. <laughs> there is so much to be thankful for there is so much to be thankful for Pastor B3 and Pastor Angela start getting ready now that you're here I'm going to maximize your presence just in a five minutes ah. look at Jeremiah 30 19 Jeremiah 30:19 says, Then out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of those who make merry. Ah, your people are not reading. Oh, but it's not there. Together again from the top, you have every take. Uh, then out of them 
shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of those who make merry. I will multiply them and they shall not diminish. I will also glorify them and they shall not be small. Whoa! Are you thankful for your business or are you calling it a business? I have a business. Small. No, God says once there is this thing called thanksgiving and says out of them shall proceed in other words if you're thankful only in your head inside it hasn't come out we don't know yeah if i do something good for you and you are grateful in your head i'll be offended yeah honestly you'd better tell me if you're thankful says they shall not diminish I will glorify them and they shall not be small. Think about RCCG. It's not a small church because of consistent thanksgiving. Wow. I was reading Psalm 69 verse 30 and it blessed me. Psalm 69 verse 30. Yeah. Look, it says, I will praise the name of God with a song and I'll magnify him with thanksgiving. Now, for those who may be new to this church thing, you can't expand God. When you say I'll magnify him, it's not like he's going to grow bigger as you're thinking, thanking him. No, it is your perception of him grows yeah as you live thanklessly your problems look so big compared to God as you move into thanksgiving God looks so big compared to your problems as I conclude first chronicles 25 verses 1 to 3 and verse 16 41 I want to show you how seriously this thanksgiving thing is he says, moreover, David uh -huh, and the captains of the army separated for the service some of the sons of Asaph, of Haman, and of Jeduthun, who should prophesy with harps, string instruments, and cymbals. And the number of the skilled men performing their service was of the sons of Asaph. Hey, what's that pronunciation? Okay, Zaku, Joseph, Nathaniah, and Ash Asharela. People no longer name their children these names. The sons of Asaph were under the direction of Asaph who prophesied according to the order of the king. Of Jeduthun, the sons of Jeduthun, Gedaliah, Zerai, Jeshiah, Shimei, Hashabiah, and Matithiah. Six under the direction of their father Jeduthun who prophesied with their harp to give thanks and praise to the Lord. People were on payroll. Just so that they don't forget and this thing goes without attention. They say, you know the way you would pay someone to clean? They say, let's pay this whole group of people to give thanks and to prophesy with instruments. Ooh, David was serious about thanksgiving. He was not going to leave it to chance. He decided that he would pay people and ask them not to do any other work to have a thanksgiving rotor. Wow, by the way, we have set up a global prayer center in the parking, in the basement. It's going to be available to you once it's finished 24-7 because we want people, we want prayer to be unceasing in this house. Let, okay, let's look at the other verse. The last one, 1641. And with them, Haman and Jeduthun and the rest who were chosen, who were designated by name to do what? To give thanks to the Lord because his mercy endures forever. Can we imagine people were set apart 
for the purpose of giving thanks. Wow. What a blessing. Now, at the end of the service, because, you know, we understand this thing differently. But those who want to give a thanksgiving offering, we are going to give you an opportunity to do that, right? You just come and put it in. It, it, it will go to the general giving of the church. But sometimes when you preach about thanksgiving and people are truly grateful in their hearts, they feel like they need to do something about it. Is that okay? So, but that's not the main point right now. I just wanted you to see that. Now, as Pastor B3 comes, let me show you a scripture. Psalm 16, verse 12 to 13. 116, verse 12 to 13. Psalm 116, verse 12 to 13. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? Like, what, God, what can I give you? This guy has preached. I'm feeling thankful. I'm feeling grateful. What am I going to do about it? And in verse 13, he tells you what to do about it. He says, I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Wow. 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 Please get up on your feet. Let's appreciate Apostle for the word this morning. Challenging uplifting and I will continue right there where he ended what can you give to the Lord because everything we want to give him he has given us <laughs> there's nothing no gift we can give in fact we are returning our thanksgiving to the Lord and yet we're returning of what he has given to us but he says the best gift you can give to the Lord is to take up what he has given you to take the cup of salvation to receive the sacrifice of his son Jesus Christ and say yes to his fatherhood because the greatest joy of God is when his children come home and so you're here today you're watching online or at any of our locations and you've never given your life to Jesus or you did before but you're walking so far from him I want you to express your thanksgiving for the grace and mercy of God today by receiving him as your father and Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so if that is you today, you're here and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. Today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not next week, not in the evening. Today, Amen. right now, Amen. at the hearing of my voice, it is today. Do not delay the fatherhood of God. Do not delay your coming home into his love. And so I want to invite you to do something bold, something fearless as you come into love because in love there is no fear i just want you to put your hand up to say today i want to make jesus lord of my life and you're in good company of family many of us already made that decision thank you my brother a pastor is coming to you peace many of us made that decision ago days ago months ago we said yes to the fatherhood of God we said yes to his gift of salvation come on church celebrate those brothers and sisters as they come home just face me my brother pastor Dennis just welcome home welcome welcome come on come on as they come keep coming keep coming welcome to the family of God this is the best decision of your life when you reunite with your maker the one who made you who knows you who knows your future and you're just saying i'm saying thank you thank you for loving me lord thank you for your grace i'm saying yes to the love of jesus i know that there are more coming yes come on church continue to celebrate come welcome home welcome home the best gift you can give jesus today on thanksgiving sunday is to say yes to his love is to say yes to his grace is to say yes I will drink of the cup of salvation yes I will receive the fatherhood of God come on in heaven right now there is a celebration how about here is that how you celebrate hey. you can come this way this way just extend this side oh I move over <laughs> the Ugandan English is still at work what a beautiful thing can you help me check with your neighbor ask them have you received salvation if they say not yet say would you like to receive salvation today for this one we will delay a little bit because it is the greatest gift that we can give to jesus be an evangelist smile at them if they say not yet you say i'll walk with you is there anyone who needed someone to walk with them come on yeah. 
Thank you, Jesus. What shall I render to the Lord for everything that he has done? I will take up the cup of salvation. All right. Can you help me one more time celebrate those people at your location, those people online, these people here in this room who have given the best gift to God today by receiving his gift of salvation. And I'd like us to pray with them. My brothers, just put your hand on your chest and pray this prayer. It's not the prayer, it's that you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth to salvation. And so that's what we are going to do. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for drawing me. Today I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sins and give me a new beginning. Today I am born again. I am a child of God. Take my life and do something with it. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. I'd like you to follow Pastor Stephen over there for just five minutes. He'll take your name and information and help connect you to a loving family. Come on church, celebrate this. Our brothers who have come home today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Apostle was teaching and you are saying, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And he's taught us about keys before. And so I saw thanksgiving as a key. That when you're entering his gates, it's the key that opens and you get into his gates. And to get into his courts, you use the key of praise. And, and God told me that there's no way you can be in my presence and you don't experience what I am about. Like Apostle was teaching once that outside his house might be hunger. But once you walk into his house, there's abundance of food. That once you get into the presence of the Lord, there's an abundance of him. And today one of the things he's serving is healing. That you cannot get into the presence of the Lord and you stay unwell. So I'm going to invite us to enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Lift your voice, give him thanks. You can pray in tongues if you don't know what to pray. And you're like, you're so filled with thanks. God is giving out healing. We're entering into the gates of the Lord. just falling off. Receive it in Jesus' name. There is healing in the courts of our God. Someone has been worried about their child. Your child has been falling sick over and over and over. Today is the end. No more sickness. No more sickness. No more sickness. I command healing to your brain. Healing to your neck. Someone the back of your neck. Receive. Someone has been waking up every morning with pain in your shoulders. Receive healing in the name of Jesus. We speak healing to spines. To spines. You sit and you feel pain. In the name of Jesus. We speak healing to your whole body. We speak healing to your fingers. Someone when you're writing you start to feel pain. God is giving out healing. I may not have spoken what healing you are looking for. But receive it right now in Jesus name. And can we give thanks as a sign that we receive all that God is serving this morning. So Father, we thank you for your goodness, your kindness. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for provision. Thank you for health. Thank you for family and friends. Thank you for a job. Thank you for all that you do for us to give us a meaningful life. 
Thank you for the opportunity to serve you in the ministry and to serve you gladly with gladness of heart and with joy. So may your name be praised today. Lord, we know you've touched our lives and our hearts and we go out grateful. In Jesus' name. Now, two things I want you to do as you go. One, if you have, no, not if. I know you have a Thanksgiving offering. So there's two baskets here at the front and there's one upstairs for the people upstairs. You just go through here. Uh, We have some drinks for you at the back, that side. They used to be this side, but now they are that side. So hang around, go to the cafe, take some tea catch up with friends. Don't, don't rush out. Today is Sunday. Where are you rushing to? It's just 11 o'clock. Yeah. Please. The football is in the evening. So, here, here and catch up, right? The other thing I want you to do, I want you to, find, to list five to ten people who you're going to thank for something specific. Yeah. You know, when we talk about Thanksgiving, you think we are talking about only God. But God uses people. Yes. You need to thank your parents, your spouse, your siblings, your friends. People who have done something in your life. Don't wait when they die, then you start crying crocodile tears. And disturbing the funeral arrangements. So, I need your Thanksgiving to go out today. Don't go to bed without thanking ten people today today if you have whatsapp text and voice use it to give thanks is that okay so friends may god bless you may he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace and may you be reminded of his goodness and may you walk in the power of thanksgiving in jesus name amen thank you pastor Andrew, pastor bithby for your ministry god bless you if you like to pray with the pastor all our zono pastors are here they are going to be here at the front before you go make sure you come talk to them they'll pray with you they pray prayers of faith and it's short and effective amen god bless you so much for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. We're taking territory.